Curse Dark as Gold by Elizabeth C. Bunce. This is a young adult fantasy book, and it is a standalone novel. Why did I read this book? This one caught my eye when I was browsing through Amazon. Then, when I saw it up on Angie's Goodreads, I decided to pick it up for a read. Here is a summary. As Charlotte struggles to manage the difficulties she inherits along with Sturwater's woolen mill, she discovers a shadow world at the fringes of the familiar. Dark magic, restless spirits, a mysterious helper. A wicked uncle, an age-old curse. How can Charlotte prevail with such forces allied against her? In this novel, inspired by Rumpelstiltskin, the miller's daughter of the fairy tale comes to life as a young woman determined to save her family and her mill, whatever the cost. Here's my review. Charlotte Miller and her younger sister Rosie are left alone in the world when their father passes away. The two sisters are the last of the Long Miller line and they inherit the family mill, named Sturwaters. Charlotte, as the eldest, assumes the role as head of the household and needs to find a way to keep Sturwaters in operation. For not only is the long-standing family business at stake, but every soul in the small village of Shearing depends on the mill to earn their livelihoods. Undaunted by the lack of success Sturwaters has had with her kind but irresponsible father as master, Charlotte assumes the role and does her darndest to shoulder the burden of providing for the town and desperately tries to overcome all the obstacles in her path. First, there's the mortgage that Charlotte's father had taken on the mill, unbeknownst to Charlotte and her sister. She strikes a deal with the banker and they settle on a repayment schedule. In order to make the payments, Charlotte and the good people of Shearing double their efforts at the mill to produce the beautiful cloth Sturwaters is famous for. However, more trouble is afoot. A rival mill that has made repeated efforts to buy Sturwaters from Charlotte and her sister orchestrates the mill's expulsion from the wool guild, and Charlotte finds herself with a beautiful product and nowhere to sell it. Matters are even more complicated by the arrival of the girl's flamboyant, lilac-scented Uncle Wheeler, whom they have never met before in their lives, but who says he is their late mother's brother. He lavishes gifts upon his nieces and provides them with some extra income, but is intent on them becoming ladies and selling the mill. And there is the curse. Shearing is a small rural village, and in small village fashion, everyone is highly superstitious. Since the building of the mill many ancestors back, it has been said that the Sturwaters is cursed, and tragedy befalls every miller that has ever headed the mill. What's more, not a one of any firstborn sons have ever lived long enough to inherit the mill. It passes from cousins to younger siblings to daughters, and so on, but never from father to first son. Charlotte, a level-headed and practical sort of girl, ignores the superstitions of the villagers and of her sister. Each mishap that has befallen the millers of Sturwaters has a logical explanation, and blaming a curse for their misfortune is not in Charlotte's stubborn nature. When defaulting on their bank loan becomes imminent, after a string of unfortunate events, however, Rosie, brash, impulsive, and superstitious as Charlotte is pragmatic, resorts to magic to summon anything that might help them keep the mill. And he appears to them. Jack Spinner. He tells Charlotte he will help her and her sister, just as he has helped every other miller, by spinning straw into gold thread. In return for something important to Charlotte, Jack Spinner demands the ring Charlotte wears. 
It was her mother's. And while she is reluctant to give it up, she does without too much regret. And Jack Spinner, true to his word, spins spools and spools worth of fine gold thread overnight. Charlotte and Rosie are able to sell the gold and make their current mortgage payment, and all seems fine and well. Unfortunately for the Miller girls, things are never quite what they seem. Acts of sabotage, double-dealing characters, all with an atmosphere of supernatural intrigue, haunt Charlotte at every turn, and she is forced to confront the legacy of her family curse in order to save her family and her home. This story marks Elizabeth C. Bunce's first, and thus far her only, novel, and what a debut it is. This is a beautifully written dark fantasy and a retelling of the Rumpelstiltskin fairy tale. In of itself, this was a sell for me. Usually retellings stick with the classic pretty princess tales, and Rumpelstiltskin is truly scary at its core. Miss Bunce manages to create a highly original, dark, and complex story from the fable. A Curse Dark as Gold is, beyond a doubt, the best fairy tale retelling I have ever had the pleasure of reading. This is one of those books that are classified as young adult, but can and should be read by all ages. The setting of the story is ingenuous, juxtaposed precariously between new and old as it takes place in England at the cusp of the Industrial Revolution. The troubles that befall Charlotte and Rosie are not just because of an inherited debt from a non-business-minded father, but rather also a reflection on the times they live in. The rival mill of Pinchfields is beating Stirwaters down with its mechanized looms, which result in lower quality cloth, but produced at very low cost and in higher quantities. Meanwhile, Stirwaters faces the growing pressures of a changing time as any modifications they try to make to their own processes are met with failure and all must be done by hand. Still, Stirwaters Mill is known for its beautiful quality dyes and textiles, so even in this difficult changing marketplace, the Miller's quality seal is good. This dynamic is at the very heart of the tale. Like when the great water wheel that powers the mill gets jammed and encrusted in ice, the cursed Stirwaters is mired in its haunted past while the rest of the world moves forward. Not only is the setting marvelously portrayed, but Miss Bunce's characters are also fully realized. The book is narrated in the first person by our protagonist, Charlotte Miller. As characters go, Charlotte is fully fleshed out and believable as a young woman trying to make sense of the world she has been plunged into. She is incredibly stubborn and unreliable as a narrator. At some of the latter portions of the book, I wanted to throttle her, but it is because of this that her character comes to life. Her ineffable passion to keep the Stirwaters in the Miller name and the lengths she and her sister will go to in order to protect their own comes across as intensely real. I loved the contrast between both sisters, Charlotte being level-headed and stubborn to a fault and Rosie with her own brand of stubborn impulsiveness and vivacity. I also have to applaud Miss Bunce for her creation of characters that are neither wicked nor pure. Even the villains in this book have surprising depth. We sense from his first appearance that Uncle Wheeler is not trustworthy, but his story, revealed gradually through the book, challenge our initial judgments and perceptions. The character of Jack Spinner, Rumpelstiltskin himself, is not reduced to some maniacal goblin intent on stealing little children for the fun of it. Instead, he too is given a past and a story. 
Everything about this book worked. The plot was evenly paced and came together beautifully, the characters were fully drawn out against a rich setting, and the writing flowed effortlessly. I highly recommend this book to anyone and everyone. It is one of the best books I have read this year.